This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. In modern allopathic medicine, we find doctors specializing in only one area of the body or a single aspect of health, such as endocrinologists, immunologists, gynecologists, and rheumatologists, and so on. Each area of the body is isolated as though they are not connected. When Sandy Gaskin first started coaching, her business coach emphasized the importance of finding a niche. Even in the functional and holistic world, there are niches. Practitioners specialize in hormones, adrenals, candida, Lyme disease, and so forth. Just like in allopathic medicine, many holistic practitioners tend to focus on treating only one area of the body, as though nothing is connected. She thought long and hard on what her niche would be. Due to Sandy's own experience healing from chronic illness, she was unable to pick one. She knew that regardless of what symptoms or diseases are present, the entire body, mind, and spirit must be addressed as a whole because everything is connected. Valeria Tellez interviews Sandy Gaskin, the author of Heal Yourself, Body, Mind, Spirit. Sandy Gaskin is a health coach who has helped guide hundreds of people from over 25 countries on their healing journey. After suffering severe side effects from medications during her 20-year battle with chronic migraines, when she was diagnosed with lupus, she committed herself to healing naturally. Through her experiences, she developed a whole body, mind, and spirit approach that addresses the person in a truly holistic manner. She takes the guesswork out of the equation by running functional lab work to see what the body needs. She healed herself of migraines, depression, lupus, interstitial cystitis, and cystic acne. Her purpose is to help educate others on the importance of shifting focus to rebuilding and rebalancing the body and removing internal and external stress so the body can heal itself. Sandy lives in Ontario, Canada with her husband, Eric, and son, Caden. She has a passion for riding horses and spends much of her free time at the barn with her horses, Bee and Vala. She loves playing with Caden, spending time with family and friends, and hiking with her dogs. Meet Sandy at MotivatedToHeal.com. Here's the interview with Sandy Gaskin. In your own words, who is Sandy Gascon? I am a mom. Definitely that's who I am. It's uh, my greatest 
passion and joy is just being a mom, being with my son. I felt really this calling lately to go back to the earth and really become one again. We have, uh, my husband and I have this vision of creating this off-grid home that is completely self-sufficient and it's just a oneness and getting away from where we are in civilization right now. So it's just, I am very into that natural being and the natural beauty and just calling to the forest. Mm, wow, that sounds wonderful to me. Mm. What was the inspiration for that? Did you have some revelations, realizations recently? Um, a lot of what's going on with the world, just wanting to disconnect a lot. Uh, we moved to Florida and we're right by the Ocala National Forest. And I've been going on these beautiful trail rides through the Ocala National Forest. And wow. I just want to be there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. What is that about nature that makes us feel so connected to the spirit, to the soul, to, I would say, to love, unconditional love? Mm -hmm. I think it's twofold. One, when we're there, it's quiet enough that we can listen and we can feel the co connection. When we're out in our day-to-day -day life, there's just so much. There's the technology, there's so many tasks, and we, when we get there, it becomes quiet. And when it's quiet, we can listen and we can connect. And then it's also that awe, being in awe of nature and really showing the amazing ability to create and what's been created in this universe, how beautiful it is. So bringing us back to that childlike awe and wonder. So we'll be talking today again about your book, Heal Yourself, mm. Body, Mind and Spirit. And I remember one of the sentences, the statements that caught my attention in your book, the work you do, one that is holistic, it addresses all parts of the human being, all components. And mm -hmm. I love what you said. There's a phrase where you say, the body wants to return to balance. Do you connect this idea of balance in the, being a human body or of the body itself to nature and what nature does organically? Yeah. Yeah. Well, our body has such an innate wisdom. It, it, the processes that our body does on every second to second is just, we can't even fathom it. And it knows so much. And we've really disturbed that balance with the chemicals and the, the toxins and the metals and the EMF and the stress that we're putting ourselves under. And when we reconnect, with nature, we can really see how everything is in balance and the body is nature. It wants to return to balance. We just have to start giving it the tools. Would you say that balance is a practice for life, Sandy, or an understanding in time that carries on? I think it's, it's both. It, it, it definitely is a practice. Um, I don't think we're ever going to get to, well, maybe not in this lifetime for myself, that place where everything is just perfect and peaceful. We, we do have things come up in our body that really fuels a lot of growth in different areas of our life. Um, illness itself can turn us from a very destructive path onto a more natural healing path. Illness can really precipitate a lot of spiritual growth. So 
it does have a purpose in itself. And sometimes it's us needing to turn inwards and really look at the changes that we need to make in our life. I love that insight. It's a powerful message. The transformation comes from challenges. I have seen that in my own life. The most powerful transformations that I had came from chaotic times. That's so interesting to see. And I wonder if that's always necessary, Sandy, has been my experience. Or at some point we we begin to grow and transform gracefully without so much suffering. That's definitely my hope for it. And I think the more we raise more conscious children who have an understanding of a more spiritual um, aspect of things, the laws of the universe, knowing how to create based on our thoughts, that it's, it's going to really help. Um, and I think that humans are we're all making these individual consciousness shifts, but collectively we also make consciousness shifts. So I think that is more so that end, that end goal is to find that place of peace and connection and oneness as a species. Ah, yes. A trillion times to that. Mm -hmm. Finding that peace within that realm of oneness, Mm -hmm. realizing that. And my last warm up questions about the obstacles to healing What are some of these challenges that you have found to be the most impactful ones that really sometimes can block us from healing? Yeah. So it's funny. I was just working on a module on that, those topics. Mm -hmm. Um, It's there, there are many, it can be as simple as just compliance, uh, not making the lifestyle changes, not, Addressing the habits that are keeping people stuck, uh, not focusing on the supplements, not wanting to put effort into the mindset work or turning inwards into more of a spiritual journey. Not everybody's ready for that. And so with my program, it is holistic in that it is working on the body, which is more so the science behind how the body works and uh, mindset, which is learning to recognize our thoughts that are creating a lot of dysfunction and then the spiritual work which is turning inwards focusing with meditation to find that connection to the oneness and what I've seen is that not everybody is ready for the mindset or the spiritual work some people just want to do the science which is great um, at least there there it's it's a beginning it's a start and then hopefully what I I aim to do is plant a seed that might grow later with those other aspects, because we definitely can make a lot of progress just working on the science aspects of the body and focusing on giving the body proper supplements and tools to rebuild, rebalance and repair. But more often than not, until we start to address those lifestyle issues, turn inwards, work on our mindset, we're going to keep living those patterns of illness Mm. because they are a signpost that those other things need to be addressed. I might have asked this question before about being ready and open to Mm. heal. I wonder what the purpose is of that, because I see people around me who are not open to Mm. uh, even the conversations about healing. What is the purpose of that? Is there a timing, universal timing? Yeah, I wonder what that is, Sandy. Yeah, I feel, you know, it might be, again, twofold with that in that I believe we do choose to come here and we choose to experience some things. And 
perhaps some people choose to come and experience and not heal from it. It's just that is what they want to experience. I believe that while we're here in this world of form, that, you know, there is suffering, there is um, sadness, there is joy, there's all these things to experience, these sensations, these tastes, these smells, and it's on the other side is love and peace and forgiveness and oneness. Mm. So we come here to experience these things. And I think that I've really got to a point in my belief that it's okay to be wherever you are and whether you heal or not, that's okay because that could just be what you come here to experience. Mm. So there's really not a right and a wrong though. I'm still here as a signpost, as a guide to help people that are ready uh, and wanting to move on a more of a healing path. So you wrote the book mentioning again, Heal Yourself, Body, Mind, Spirit. Talk to me about the main purpose of your work, which you have been saying actually already, but also the training school that you are opening and working on at this time. Yeah, so that's that's definitely um, something I haven't really... I've, I've laid hints that I'm doing it, but definitely oh, yeah. want to share with you. Uh-huh. It's... I am working on creating a health coaching academy. Um, That's not the name. I'm still waiting on the trademarks for the name. So I haven't released what it's going to be called yet. Um, But it's, it's going to be what I focus on in my book, but in such more depth to really train people who have a passion to help other people heal and heal themselves while they're, while they're going along. But those people that have that passion to help and to guide others. And I'm going to train in depth how to analyze the tests that I run, the science behind what we're looking at on those tests, um, how to help clients uh, get results, how to deal with um, just like what we were talking about when clients are really struggling with moving on that healing path. And then in this coaching academy, I'm also going to be teaching people how to build their business and scale their business to six figures. So it's very exciting. I, I find um, when you ask me that question, who is Sandy? Uh, you know, very much I feel that I am a creator because I mm. sat down and I wrote heal yourself and the words just flowed and I've I've been sitting down and writing all the modules for this health coaching academy and the words are just flowing and it just feels so great to be in touch with that creation mode again um very very excited for it I've looked in and I've I've looked into and done a great number of health coaching courses and I've looked into some of the big health coaching programs and this one is is going to be um, pretty. It, it's blowing. It blows me away when I look at the uh-huh. content. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, wow. Yeah. This, this is really cool. This is going to have mm-hmm. so much great tools for people to really create their own health coaching businesses. I love the way you're saying that the words they just flow. Your work yeah. is so rich. I said that off Thank record you. and very generous. And when you say that that is just flowing, that means that you're open to life mm-hmm. and just yeah. kind of doing what life wants you to do, which is very supportive itself. Life is always mm-hmm. nature itself trying to uh everything flourishes or it's looking to 
looking for that path to flourish. Yeah. How wonderful. Thank you so much for being yeah. open, Sandy. Even though my body have goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, I love that. that love right, right. That's the response of how true mm. this sounds to the organism, right? The body itself. Mm-hmm. So I would love for you to talk to me about the um, techniques and the methods and techniques in your book. I mean, there are so many amazing Mm -hmm. advice, suggestions, and it's very technical, very scientific and very spiritual too. I love that balance, that combination, which is your work Mm -hmm. is all about. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about phase one, it's titled Rebuild, Rebalance and Repair. And then phase two, Remove Stress. Wow, we all need that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So talk to me for a moment about that. I do have the list here if you want. Yeah. So phase one is all about supporting the body. Um, so many people, when they get into natural healing, especially with the supplements, it's all, they, they get very caught up in gut work or killing candida or killing lime, um, or detoxing, like very heavily detoxifying molds. So those are three really big popular, um, areas that people are focused on right now. And they end up doing a lot more harm because their body is already stressed. And they're causing more stress by what they're doing, what they're taking, the diets that they're using to try to get rid of these things. And my program is very different in that we don't do that in the beginning. We run labs to discover what the body needs to start bringing itself back into balance. So we look at our neurotransmitters, the thyroid, the adrenals, sex hormones. We look for nutrient deficiencies. We really look in depth at our detoxification pathways based on our genetics, what support it needs there. Um, we look at our mitochondrial function. So we're really just trying to support the body and repair the detoxification pathways so that when we do go to phase two, which is removing the stress, that's when we start to tackle the pathogens um, and heavy metals and start to put in some gentle tools for more specific detoxification of, of metals. And we look at adding in antimicrobials to address the pathogens that are there so that it's less of a burden on the body. But it's only done after the body has been supported so that the body can help us and handle what we're going to be adding in a lot better. It makes so much sense to those steps. How did you discover them, Sandy? It was actually from doing it backwards and not seeing results and not only doing it myself that way, but, um, you know, when I started with clients, I was, I didn't have such a firm program and many people would want to go right to gut work. And I was a little bit more lenient on allowing clients to have more of a, determination of where they were going to go. And it normally led to disaster one after the other. And I realized that it it just didn't work. When you do the work beforehand to prepare the body, then the gut work and the heavy metal work becomes more easier. It still can be tough on the body, but compared to those people who try to do it first, it's night and day. And then Over the years, I have spoken to and talked to and even the clients that I take in who have really caused a lot of harm um, going the other approach. 
In your book, you say, I mentioned also off-record, you said, the brain is the master organ. Mm. If it isn't balanced, nothing else will be. That was interesting to read this because I usually think about the heart being Mm. the main organ. So talk to me for a moment about that. Yeah. (laughs) I'd love to hear more about this idea. That our brain is controlling what our heart is doing also, right? So you don't have any function in your brain, your heart's not going to be functioning either. And I think more spiritually, if we're looking at the heart as that spiritual center, then yes, that is, um, can be very much considered because along my journey, I have realized over and over again, not only my own, but watching clients go through it um, themselves, that there is such a huge spiritual factor with healing. And so yes, definitely our, 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 if we can consider the heart that spiritual center, then definitely you would consider it very, very important. Uh, but the brain itself, what I'm referring to in that is more of the science aspect in that if our neurotransmitters are not balanced, we're not going to feel good. And no matter what the rest of our body is doing, our perception of what our body is doing is going to be um, very off. We're going to feel things a lot harder. Things are going to feel a lot worse because we don't have that balance in our neurochemicals. Ah, uh, so that's the reason. Yeah, it makes sense that the brain is running the show. <laughs> yeah, at so From many a levels. Perspective, and we can go into it spiritual, spiritually wise. Is it only because our belief is there that it's that way? Um, so I came from a very scientific background. I have a degree in biomedicine. I wanted to be a doctor and there was not a lot of spirituality. There was not a lot of mindset work in the beginning of my journey. It was all science. And so I've kind of brought them together, even though the science kind of remains separate in its own little space, definitely connected through our beliefs um, and our belief in, in how things in the body works, but it's still very much on my journey. I'm still really, the spirituality is kind of breaking into that separateness and forming all these little pathways and roots into that science. And it's really changing how I even look at the science. Um, but not everybody is at that place. There are a lot of people who just want to look at the science of how their body works and what they can add in to do the rebuilding and repairing. And that that is totally okay too, because in itself, when there is a huge belief in it, it does make, um, it makes for a lot of progress. You talk about the laws of attraction there. Mm-hmm. So you say, besides focusing on what we want in order to feel good, we also focus on what we want in order to activate the laws of attraction. Mm-hmm. Is that also science, Sandy, or this is already bridging that gap between science and spirituality? Yeah, I think that's where it's, it really starts to bridge in that we know that what we focus on and what our thoughts are doing, it creates a physiological response in the body and can change how we feel. And then this is where we get more into the spirituality, which now the science is starting to move in that direction when we look into quantum physics and how when we start to look at things on the quantum level, things stop making sense. And we're starting to recognize, uh, I, I just wrote a, read an article on it in one of the physics journals, that when we start to look at it just 
what we believe we're looking at is going to change what these little particles are doing. So the science is now starting to show that, hey, this does actually make sense. The, the spirituality is starting to make sense on a scientific level. So, and, and a lot of it is theories, but we're, we're seeing that what we think about, we create, and it doesn't take long practicing that focus on what you do want to start to see how the laws of attraction works and how quickly it works. Yes, it has been my experience too, because we do tend to focus on what we don't want, right? It's so easy yeah. to do that. Yeah. So when we shift the focus, then it's, I mean, everything becomes more exciting too. It seems like um, at a the biochemical level, something changes or shifts mm-hmm. because we become mm-hmm. happier. So we must be creating, the body must be releasing happy hormones yeah. because I feel much better when I mm-hmm. think positive about anything. And there's been a lot of experiments with water in that water has a crystalline structure and you can change the structure of the water by your thoughts. So that in itself is pretty amazing because we're mostly water. The earth is mostly water. Um, so we're definitely able to shift frequencies with that. And I've been driving my husband a little bit mad lately in that I'm so focused on my vision of this property that I see. And it's, it's, I, oh, I must mention it a hundred times a day. And it's like, <laughs> yes, but we have yeah. to do this, 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 and this first. And I'm like, yes, yes, I know we're working on that. And I'm uh, going to be visualizing my vision over and over and over so that mm-hmm. it moves a lot quicker. And if you want to get on board with me, it's going to be even quicker if we're both right. visualizing. Yes, I agree. I agree a billion times again. (laughs) Wow, that sounds good. Would you mind to share a bit of that vision? It seems like you're trying to create something, a center, a place where people could meet. I'd love to have a little community. That would definitely be ideal. Um, Just people who want to be off-grid, have less of a footprint, and participate in a community where they're um, able to share resources and kind of distance ourselves from what's happening in the world right now, especially with um, the creation of whatever's going to happen with this metaverse. It's just something I want to disconnect from. And I've actually went through uh, a rebranding process as I move my business from Canada to the United States. And my logo is of a woman and a willow tree. And here in Florida, there's so many beautiful um, oaks and, you know, willow trees and palm trees and the forest is just so stunning and it just captured that beauty of this vision so well. Oh my God. Yeah, that sounds wonderful to me. Yeah. You just mentioned something that I'm not aware of or maybe I am. What's happening in the world right now? What is happening right now? Actually, I don't watch TV. I don't read the news. Oh, so I'm kind of off grid in my own mind. Yeah, that's the best way to be. Um I'm the exact same, though my husband is very tuned in. I have some (laughs) friends that are very tuned in. Um, So I do see a lot with what's going on in the world, but it's just a move to, um, like Facebook is coming out with this metaverse, which is where people are going to be creating this online reality. And there's Mm. already big corporations buying real estate in this online reality. So, you know, going that route, people are tuning in a lot more and I want to tune out of uh-huh. that. <laughs> I want to uh, tune out of that 
into nature and really mm. get with that oneness despite whatever is happening mm. in the world. Um, I want to, I want to go back like mm. hundred years and ride horses all day. Oh, and- <laughs> oh my God. That sounds, that sounds incredibly amazing. And yeah. it seems like you're following the heart, isn't it? That's yeah. a calling from the, the heart. Uh, so before I ask you more questions about the part two in your book, I have a tendency to focus a lot more on kind of abstract thinking and the spirituality of our humanness. So mm-hmm. would you like to add anything else for the audience, Sandy, about the body and the science of uh, rebalancing the body? Mm-hmm. Well, it's really, to me, because the majority of people have a very big focus and belief in that aspect of healing that it is important to do. Um, because I've seen, and even on my own journey, um, the majority of people take a little bit long with the spiritual work and the mindsets work versus you can start to see really quick results when you start to give the body the tools to heal. Um, so running the labs are very important because when it comes to supplements, many people are taking the wrong supplements for their body. I see, I work with hundreds of people and when I see their list of supplements that they come to, I normally check three quarters of them off because they're really contraindicated for their genetics and their body and what their testing is showing. So when we get that testing, we can really customize the supplements people are taking. Um, and when it comes to nutrition, which is a part of the puzzle, but it's not the, the only part of the puzzle, it's really going to a more balanced state. The fad diets out there are not very helpful for most people because we're so individual and we're so unique and we really have to start tuning in to what our body needs versus what that piece of paper is telling you that you should be eating. So when we start listening to our body, when it comes to how much of a supplement we're taking, what foods we're eating, really focusing on fueling ourselves and rebuilding, we can do so much good. Sounds like common sense to me, but mm-hmm. we need to know, right, at that level. Mm-hmm. So testing is really important. And that's why you yeah. focus on that. Yeah. I agree. And is that okay to go back to the, uh, to the mind? Sure. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's my favorite. I, I, me too. I have really, <laughs> like I started out so science-based mm-hmm. and over the years, I have such, um, such more mm-hmm. of a connection now to the spirituality part. In your book, you also have under part two, mine, universal mm-hmm. consciousness, mm-hmm. where you say, I now see God as the universal consciousness, the oneness that we all return to and come from, the yeah. infinite force that creates, I return to and come from, the infinite force that creates life. Mm-hmm. So I would love for you to talk to me about the stages of consciousness and the stages of enlightenment. Yeah. So it's funny how even from the time that I wrote Heal Yourself, which I started writing it two years ago, January, it's I myself, my views and my spiritual beliefs have changed. Um, and it's definitely even reading it and seeing where I was. It's, it's great because people go through these phases 
too. So what's there in the book is going to be very helpful for people who are ready to receive that. When I was writing that, I very much did believe that there were these these stages of consciousness. And I still feel it that way that we move through them. Um, and we, when the majority of the population are very much running around in victim mentality and it's a very disconnected place. They feel that the world is happening to them. They don't have any control over what's happening and something happens for me. It happened with the meditation and my work with my first uh, business coach teaching me about the laws of attraction, something happens that moves you into stage two where you realize that you are able to create your reality. And so you move into focusing in that creation mode, that manifestation, and being able to use your thoughts to shift what's going on in your world. And then you eventually start shifting. You might be shifting from stage one into stage two, and eventually you start to get to a place where you just want to allow things to happen. You kind of give up that control. There's no need for it, though you know if you wanted to go and create something, you very easily could because you have that ability to create. But you start to just allow. And then moving into stage four is where the, the spiritual teachers are, and that's in that that oneness where you are staying connected to it. And uh, over Christmas, I actually went through what I would call a dark night of the soul and I had a very big spiritual awakening where for two days I really surrendered and felt this connection to God where it was just unconditional love and forgiveness and it was a two days where I just was vibrating I was tingling nonstop. And I, I feel that every once in a while to a lesser degree, but it really brought me back into realizing that no matter what happens here, we're okay, because that is what everything is, is that, that unconditional love and forgiveness and joy. And it's very hard to describe what I went through in those two days, but it was, it just brought such um, a removal of fear. Because I know that that's there. And I really needed to feel that because I had been going through a really hard time moving away from my family and with everything that's going on in the world. I felt, I, I think my ego felt lonely. And then I thought, <laughs> yeah. like, well, what if God is actually lonely mm. and created this place mm. to be with other beings? And this surrender allowed me to be like, no, that's not God is unconditional love, forgiveness, joy, and that vibration. It was something indescribable. And so now I really feel this let go of fear um, that everything is going to be okay. And every time the fear starts to come in, I'll get a little tingle, a little, and it's, it's a different tingle than when you have like goosebumps. The, the big tingle I felt <laughs> like I was being like, almost like you're being uh, uh, like gently electrocuted <laughs> yeah, it's a very imagine. different sensation I don't even know how to describe yeah, it but yeah it just it reminds me it just gives me a little reminder that now everything is okay oh my god I love everything about you <laughs> 
uh, your wisdom. It just shows how open you are to life. And what an amazing experience to have, um, insight to have from within. Mm -hmm. the, what if God was lonely and then created yeah. all this? Huh? Yeah. How amazing to have that thought even. Yeah, it was a it was a very dark night of the soul to go there and and my meditations where I felt it felt very empty and prior to that my meditations had felt very joyful and it was um a big release and very amazing experience and it was really precipitated I was been doing a lot of work with the course of miracles at the time and it, it was a big precipitator of feeling that and experiencing that. Yeah. Thank you for being open again, yeah. Sandy. That's all we need. I know uh, mm -hmm. there's a song about love is all we need, but uh, I think it starts with being <laughs> open. <laughs> That's what yeah. we really need. Uh, mm -hmm. so thank you for being you again. Thank you. We're almost at the end. I do have a few more questions for you. The mm -hmm. ending questions and a few comments. I love the exercises in your book. There are so many of them. <laughs> yeah. Setting boundaries that caught my attention because I'm not so good at it. So that's something I need to learn. Exercise 11, you have protect your energy. That's another mm -hmm. message for me. And mm -hmm. then you also had the mirror work. That caught my yeah. attention too for some reason, which means I need to look into that. A move from anger to love. That's another exercise that yeah. I found to be very helpful and beautiful. Create your ideal life. So many, so many, so many. I mean, yeah. your work is so rich and it, and it feels like it is inspired by inner mm -hmm. wisdom. Mm -hmm. We have also a section about empathy that caught my attention where you say empathy is a skill. Most people are not born with it. And so true. And then there's another section about building healthy relationships, which is so yeah. important where you say having healthy relationships is a key to living a peaceful life. And then you also include money mindset, which that's what I love about your work. It's just, um, it takes everything into the account. It's not just one aspect of living, of being, it's everything. Mm -hmm. So money, you speak of money as energy there. There's so much more, <laughs> so yeah. much more. So thank you so much again for doing what you're doing and for putting so much energy into helping others. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And before I ask you my ending questions, would you like to add anything else or read a passage in your book, Sandy, or any passage, anything? Well, just to touch on the empathy, um, I think we're all born being able to put ourselves in other people's shoes and feel what they're feeling. But healthy empathy is different than um, the majority of people who consider them empaths, where they are putting themselves in other people's shoes and feeling what they're feeling and there's no disconnection. Um, and that in itself can be very harmful to us if we're taking on every other person's pain. And a lot of empaths tend to take on the pain and not the joy and the love. They So that passage itself meant that healthy empathy definitely is a skill that we need to develop because we have this tendency to get stuck in somebody else's uh, problems and pain and suffering. And there, without that disconnect, it's going to really affect our vibration. So we want to work to develop being able to separate our energy, uh, protect our energy, and also 
recognize and set those boundaries where we're not taking on everybody else's problems and pain and feeling like we have to solve what's happening in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are, that's definitely the skill that we, we do want to develop. Yeah, thank you for making that. This observation that I had not even thought about, but it makes so much sense. Healthy empathy. Yes, mm-hmm. we do tend, that's interesting the way you say it too. We tend to take only the pain, but not the yeah, joy, not, not the, the life. Yes, yeah, so true. Yeah. So true. What do you feel is the ending purpose of the human experience? If we were to die tomorrow, I often reflect on that, starting with the end. So mm-hmm. what would that be for you if you knew you would die tomorrow? What would you do differently today? I don't know that I would do anything differently. I don't have a fear of dying. Um, definitely have some very solid spiritual beliefs, knowing that that oneness and that love and that connection is there and really have spent a lot of the past year, most of last year, really going inside and creating those beliefs and really finding the beliefs that resonate with me around death and what comes next and what is God and all of those really deep questions that we never truly know what it is, though I feel that we are able to we we do know in a way when it does resonate with our being and when it resonates it feels good it feels exciting it feels empowering and when it's not resonating it creates a lot of fear and that's where we can really tell the difference in what beliefs are true for us and for me i i think that would be okay if whether i died tomorrow or you know 100 years from now it's it's okay. Um, definitely do have some work to do more so on the attachments here. If they were to die, that would be a lot more difficult to to go through. But understanding that if that were to happen, that um, spiritually, I would I would be okay, even though here it would be a very um, painful experience. So it's finding that trust and that faith to make it so that we're not living in fear of those things happening. And creating the beliefs that really resonate with us. And it's not so much creating, but tuning into to finding those beliefs that resonate with us. On a human level, I do believe it is to really be aware while we're here of the connection and um, the, the revelation that we are part of that oneness and we do have that ability to create and I think as a species that might be the reason for for being but you know you ask that question to 100 people you're going to get 100 different answers uh-huh. yeah so true <laughs> yeah, I love the trust they're love, all okay I love the trust component right mm-hmm. and the no fear that's so powerful Sandy you know, to be able to to say that even with so much confidence from the heart, I feel it's coming mm. from that place. So that's very inspiring to hear. And my last question is, what is another word for life that comes to mind? The word for life, oneness. I'm really feeling that word lately. It's, it's just that oneness. Yeah. Thank you so much again for everything yeah, thank that you've you for having me on. All that you represent, the beautiful open window <laughs> that you are to life. It's life being life. It's just the most beautiful thing. 
Thank you again. And before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? Yeah, so everything has been rebranded to www.sgintegrativehealing.com. Oh, wonderful to know. I'll have this updated website on your podcast mm-hmm. profiles, both of them. Perfect. Thank you well, so it much. Will, it will still redirect from the old ones. So oh, you would? Okay, yeah, wonderful. Yeah, it will Great. still redirect for, Good. for a while. Good to know. Thank you sure. again, Sandy, for your presence. Thank you. And we'll talk Thank soon. you for having me. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Sandy Gaskin and her work, please visit motivatedtoheal.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.